Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Katherine Krauss, Network CIO at Kings County Hospital. In this segment, Krauss talks about the complexities of being part of a highly charged political organization, the credibility she has earned with her background in nursing and how that's helped her as CIO, and why she believes starting as a consultant offered her the best of both worlds. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada, the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at Improvada.com. And you mentioned Ed Marks, and uh, it's interesting the role that he has. So he's serving in almost like kind of a CIO consultant type position? Correct. And he's someone who uh, you could have like a decent amount of accessibility to if, if you have issues or questions. Well, I guess really mostly for the hospitals that are, that are really getting ready for go live. Yeah, he's actively engaged. We, we hired um, one of our AVPs that's really running the Epic conversion came from, um, I believe, Sharp Healthcare in California, and she'd done a lot of conversions there. And she's brilliant. She really um, knows what to do. You know, one of the challenges with being um, a political machine in that we report to the New York City mayor, every cycle of political change changes some of what happens at the health and hospitals level. And so (laughs) we are looking at a new mayor, mayoral election next year. So things are a little, again, changing. We could potentially change. We could potentially have a new mayor next year. And so... All of these people, Ed Mart, Pam Secho, you know, Sal Guido, all of these people report directly to the mayor and the mm-hmm. board of directors. And so they have not only the, the operational and functional uh, responsibilities, but also the political responsibilities in a very highly charged political organization. So getting the governance together and getting the access, things move a lot more slowly just because it's so complex. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a really unique situation. I I don't have to tell you. And even the fact of just being a public health system, I think people see the size of, uh, you know, NYC Health and Hospitals and really, you know, equate it to other large health systems. But this is a whole different animal, it sounds like. Sure, sure. It's, uh, you know, I've worked in in the for-profit and not-for-profit sector for many years. This is my first role as a a, uh, public hospital system employee. And, I've discovered that it's much more complex than anything I've worked in before, and things move much more slowly. I'm used to doing rapid cycle conversions in my consulting roles, and and, um, it's just very different here. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. So as far as some of the other uh, initiatives on your plate, um, what is your strategy with with patient engagement? And you mentioned before that you have a very diverse population, and... um, I'm sure that, that that's true in a lot of different ways. So what's been the strategy for, for trying to, uh, you know, engage with the patients? Yeah, our um, chief nurse, Opal Sinclair Chung, has been working very hard to with um, Press Ganey and trying to get our community involved. We work closely also with the marketing department here um, with community outreach and engaging some of the religious organizations and community organizations and inviting them in to, to participate in the patient engagement um, activities. 
to participate in all kinds of social events. Karen does a great job of bringing the community in and and doing social events and um, art events and music events in in our atrium and in in our auditorium. So, we're trying to actively participate with the community, and, and work, we also work with the, the, uh, the Brooklyn political leadership to, to just really understand that, you know, we're here to serve you, and we, we really want to, to partner with you and, and meet the needs of, of a very diverse community. And so there's many outreaches that are happening. We're working with Press Ganey. We do the, you know, the um, surveys and trying to find every way that we can, uh, certainly the interpreter services and having as many different versions of discharge instructions with the different languages. It's uh, just a massive event for, for the patient experience. And then as far as um, you know, things like uh, portals, what type of traction are you seeing? So we're rolling out our patient portal with the EPIC conversion. And so... We don't have um, an active patient portal at the moment mm-hmm. for the hospitals that are on QuadraMed. So that makes it a little more challenging. Right. Okay. I imagine that, that the challenge is not quite being in a holding pattern, but knowing that, you know, that there are so many things that are going to change down the line. And so, so right now, really, what are some of your, like, your biggest focuses from an so, IT standpoint? Yeah, we... We're really trying to, as an organization, trying to standardize, you know, our technology platforms, uh, moving to a vendor-neutral archive for our PAX imaging, making sure that um, as we've moved to this shared services model, we have a project intake process where we, we bring all of our local projects to, you know, the corporate offices and, and have the, the architecture and the security reviewed and that kind of visibility. And so that's that's where we make the decision, is this a product that we're going to roll out to all the facilities or are we going to go with a different standard because of some compelling reason um, at a facility. Sometimes the the infrastructure um, needs a huge uh, facelift, uplift, (laughs) Mm -hmm. whole whole redo. Technology is changing so quickly and, of course, this hospital has been around since, you know, Walter Reed did his internship. So that's how old this facility oh, wow. is. Yeah. And so the infrastructure is changing. I mean, it just is. And so we're doing a lot of those infrastructure upgrades and um, looking to standardize a lot of the, the different clinical systems in the niche areas. You know, we have a new variant linear accelerator for doing the um, image-guided radiotherapy we're trying to expand our cardiology services and, and, you know, we bring in residents and interns from all over the world. You know, we have a very robust um, dental program. We are looking to hire a um, ophthalmologist that does oncology. I mean, that's how specific the, the specialties are. And so it's just, it's just a really interesting um, environment to, to come into because, you know, we've got so many different things that are swirling, that are changed, that are unique, that, that makes it a really, every day is a, a new adventure. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And how long have you been with the organization? Well, I started, actually, I just officially converted into a formal employee. I started last November as a consultant and um, 
knowing full well that I would, would be converted into a, a permanent employee. So I've been here almost a year now. And um, like I said, everything there's a lot of changes, so the, the uh, leadership role is, is still is still not really clearly defined. But I'm finding that the leadership, the executive leadership here at Kings County has been so grateful to have, um, you know, with my background, I can speak the clinical talk um, and, and the technical talk and, and, you know, relate to the physicians in a, in a very easy way because I can speak their language and I know the workflows. And, and um, so it's been, it's been a really fun organization to be part of. Yeah, and... Um so I imagine that, that you had some hesitancies going into this role, and how did you approach that, you know, knowing that, that there were going to be a, a lot of uh, changes and that it's such a different environment? Sure. You know, as a, having spent a good part of my career as a consultant, you're always looking for that next place to make a huge difference. And so coming in as a consultant I think was a good thing because then you know that you know, had I been here six months and really hated it, I could still stay yeah. in my consulting capacity and, and, you know, move on once they found a replacement for me. So it was, you know, I actually got to test drive the job before I actually got hired into it. And once you've been an adrenaline junkie, you know, I'm, I'm, I used to be certified in the OR. So, you know, OR nurses tend to be these adrenaline junkies, much okay. like ER nurses and ICU nurses. So, Moving into a role that is so dynamic as, as this one is has been the best, best of both worlds in that it keeps me interested and I never know what's going to happen next because there is so much to do here. And yet I get to go home every night and be in my own bed instead of getting on a plane every Monday or Sunday to go yeah. to some other city. So it, was, it worked out well. You know, I got to test drive the job. Um, I got to see you know, how the executive leadership here um, felt about me participating because they they felt like they really needed a strong CIO. And women in technology, and especially healthcare technology, are not as common as men. Mm-hmm. And so there's always a little bit of, I guess you really have to prove yourself. Yeah. And so it, it's been really nice. The executive leadership team has been amazing, and it took the CEO a little bit of time to warm up to me. Mm -hmm. I think he was a little skeptical that I would be able to deliver, but as the doctors started speaking highly of me and as the COO would speak highly of me and the CNO, um, it's really been a blessing to me because... You know, I remember being introduced to the CNO one day, and, you know, they were like, here comes the new CIO, and she kind of, hi, how are you? And then and then they said, oh, she's a nurse, too. And, of course, the handshake got much firmer. <laughs> oh, sure. So it's, it's incremental. I think that's, that's the biggest thing that's been fun about this is the incremental change and, and the fact that, that the trust is developed with time. And so as challenging as it is to, to go from – you know, as a consultant, you, you want to leave it in a good place, but you also know that you're going to get to move on. Once you become that permanent employee, then it means that you own the problems forever, yeah. <laughs> or at least until, you know, your job takes you somewhere else. Right. And how do you think um, it has helped shape your role having that, that consultant background? I, I imagine that maybe you look at things from a different lens. 
You know, one of the things that I found here is that many, um, there are many employees that have been here, tenured employees. Um, my oldest employee right now is 84 years old and has mm-hmm. been with health and hospitals for 40 years. Oh, wow. And so there are many tenured employees here, and I find that having been a consultant, having worked all across the country, you pick some gems of wisdom from every place that you've been. And when you're working with people that have only been in one place, they don't know a different way to do things. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really fun to consider different options and present it in a different way. And, and, you know, the wealth of experience that I've, I've brought to the table with consulting has given me a lot of credibility and, and many people are, you know, really kind of excited about the possibility of things being done a little bit differently, perhaps a little more efficiently and cost-effectively. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.